failure is something I experience literally all of the time. In fact, I think that in the course of running my own business, I've become something of a pro at it. And believe me when I tell you that I haven't always been so open to admitting it. In a world of perfection where we filter the heck out of everything and only present the good bits of our lives, failure just isn't something we want to admit to. And when I think about it in relation to fitness and wellness and in relation to my clients, this belief can actually be really damaging. For me, it's often the difference between us making progress or being stuck in that constant cycle of getting on and off the wagon over and over again. Indeed, I think failure can be one of our greatest gifts if we can be open to it, harness it and learn from it. Today, I'm going to tell you exactly how you can harness failure for a fitter, healthier life and a more peaceful relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Before we get started today, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my Motivate and Move free summer fitness challenge. In this mini five-day challenge, we're going to help you find your motivation, get moving and feel totally and utterly ready for a summer of fitness. It's true to say that at this time of year, a lot of us either start to fall off the fitness wagon for a few weeks or we realise that the promises we made ourselves back in the spring about getting fit for the summer somehow didn't quite materialise. Either way, the Motivate and Move mini fitness challenge is all about helping you to go from feeling motivated and frustrated to discovering your motivation, getting moving and feeling amazing with a quick, simple mini challenge. All you need to do is go and visit the link in the show notes where you can sign yourself up and get ready to go from Monday the 19th of July. I cannot wait to see you there. Welcome back, fitties. So happy to have you here again. Um, I'm now just over two months into my journey as a podcaster, and I have to say I'm really, really enjoying it. And whether this is the very first time you've listened or you've been here since the start, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for joining me. I really, really do truly appreciate it. You know, I'm so passionate about what I do and about the power of fitness to do so much for us, whether it's helping us to feel more balanced, protecting and enhancing our physical health, helping us to improve our confidence, and so, so much more besides. And I hope that one of the things that I've managed to do is present maybe a slightly different approach, opening up to a few new ways of thinking about your fitness and wellness. Because I really think that it is time for that conversation to change. We have got to move away from guilt and denial and deprivation, and quite frankly, feeling that we have got to do all of the things or we might as well not bother. And we need to move towards something that feels a bit more real, a bit more kind and a bit more relatable as well. And this feeds right into what I want to talk to you about today, which is the gift of failure. Now, failure can be a really uncomfortable thing, can't it? To admit to failing or to feel that we've failed in some way. 
And I think that this shows up so strongly when it comes to how we look after ourselves. And I think it can be really, really detrimental to us. To start with, what we see all around us are the success stories, aren't they? Think about it. You never see someone document their journey to weight gain, do you? You just see the bit where they lose the weight, they show off the body, not the bits before and after where the weight is actually going on. You never see someone document the fact that they've not done any exercise for a whole month. You just do see the bits where they're sharing that sweaty selfie. So straight away, all around us, we're picking up evidence of the fact that everyone else is winning at life which means that when we do fail to do the workout or keep up the plan, often rather than acknowledge that, we do tend to sweep it under the carpet and then blame it on other factors. So we might blame it on the fact we were too busy, that we weren't feeling great, that work was too stressful, you know, whatever that external factor might be. Or worse, we blame it on ourselves. And actually, often I think that that is the case. We blame it on not having the willpower, not being capable of doing the thing that we need to do. And of course, that's usually the point where we stop trying at all, isn't it? We have tried the thing. We have failed at the thing. We blame it on our lack of willpower or we blame it on being too busy. And then we just stop trying because we're like, well, I'm not going to change those things. So what's the point in trying? But of course, we usually, you know, we'll gather the energy again. We'll feel ready to take another stab at it at some point. And unfortunately, usually what we go and do is the exact same thing we did last time, even though it didn't work for us before. So yeah, it might be a different diet or a different exercise plan, but quite often the premise hasn't actually changed. The premise still remains that we must do all the things or we will fail. Now, I want to flip this around a little bit. So imagine that instead of sweeping it under the carpet and telling ourselves that what happened was either out of our control or like I say, worse, that it was our fault for just not having enough willpower, we actually start by acknowledging that failure properly because then we can actually use that to our advantage. So instead of getting straight back onto the same horse again and hoping that this time we might have a bit more willpower or life might become a bit less busy or whatever it is we think we need to succeed, we can actually take some time to really think about that failure because I really truly think that every failure in life is an opportunity to learn and to do something differently or do something better next time. So for example, You might look back and realise that with a full-time job and kids, all of the exercise you're expecting to do just wasn't going to be realistic. Or maybe you would realise you had expected to just add some extra fitness and wellness into your life without really considering how it was going to fit with everything else that you've got going on. Or maybe you realised that giving up sugar just wasn't something you actually wanted to do, because let's face it, quite often with these things, we're doing things because we think we should rather than because we want to, or it's going to get us the result that we truly, truly want. And in fact, I had a conversation with a client recently exactly about this. So she had been struggling to the workouts that I'd set for her homework. So we sat down and we had a nice long conversation about what this thing actually meant to her and about the priorities in her life as well. And one of the very first words that came out of her mouth was should, which is always a big red flag. So she felt that she should be doing the program. So she should be working on these various things that we've been working on. So we ended up having a very real conversation about why the results of the program were actually going to be important to us. So we talked about things like how did she want to feel at the end? What would be the upshot if she didn't commit to this and how would that make her feel? What were the stories that she was telling herself that might be holding her back? 
Was she truly prioritizing this or was it maybe coming at the bottom of a very long list? And it really helped her to tune into why this was important to her. And I think that, you know, she began to realize that she'd been using a lot of shoulds um, and hadn't been focusing in on what it was that was important to her. And because she wasn't doing that, she then wasn't truly prioritizing this within her life. Everything else was coming above it. Everything else was a more important thing on her to-do list than looking after herself because she didn't really have a grip on what it was that she needed to get from this. So we really helped her to tune into all of those things. And ultimately, we took that failure to do any workouts for two weeks. And instead of brushing it under the carpet and saying, oh, well, doesn't matter. We'll just carry on. We'll just hope that we do better next time. We made damn sure that she learned from it and that she used that to fuel her going forward. And it really worked. You know, she has since been turning up for herself in a much more positive way. She's got a much better, deeper understanding of what it is that is driving her and what it is that she wants to get out of it. And because of that, she then is able to prioritise better. She's able to plan better and she's able to move more forward in a much, much more positive way. Although I did say to her that it probably wouldn't be the last time this would happen. So, you know, almost be prepared, be prepared to fail just because, you know, you keep going for a little while doesn't necessarily mean that you always will. So be prepared for that thing to come back, that little thing that you think that you've tackled that maybe will come back to haunt you later. And we do in life, we go through a series of ups and downs, a series of failures, but as long as we learn from them, then I think that that is the most positive thing. So for this client in particular, she was just more prepared. So if it does happen again and when it does happen again, because it will, make no mistake, it will happen again, she is a bit more prepared and she is going to know the right questions to ask. So if you think that this sounds a little bit like you, so maybe you regularly fail to work out or commit to improving your wellness, you know, you're often up and down and up and down with it. but you often sweep it under the carpet and try the exact same thing over and over again, but don't feel like you're ever moving forward truly, then these are a couple of really valuable questions that you can ask yourself. So number one, what are the key reasons that I failed last time? So was it a lack of time? Was it not prioritising yourself? Was it a lack of planning, for example? And be really, really honest about yourself with this one. I quite often find that it comes down to a lack of priority. You know, we all say that we want to look after ourselves. We want to stay fit. We want to stay healthy. We want to eat well. But it's often, you know, like I mentioned with my client before, what was happening was that, you know, it wasn't truly a priority. She was saying to herself that she should be doing these things without necessarily knowing what it meant to her on a deeper level. And therefore, she wasn't able to prioritise it within her life. So quite often it does come to that. So number one, what are the key reasons that I failed last time? Question number two, what changes can I therefore make to help negate or reduce those reasons? So if it is a lack of time, for example, and, and genuinely for a lot of us, it is, it is a lack of time, then how can you reduce demands on yourself in a way that will enable you to have that time? Can you delegate certain things? Are there things that you're doing that you don't actually need to be doing? Are you putting a lot of pressure on yourself to keep all the plates spinning all the time and you just need to let one or two of them go? What are those things that you are going to need to change in order to ensure that things work differently for you next time? Number three, and this one is really, really huge. Am I truly willing to change? 
quite often when we want to implement change into our lives, we're not always willing to actually make other changes and reprioritize things to truly make that happen. And that's why we often struggle to keep going beyond that initial enthusiasm of the first few weeks. So we've said to ourselves, right, this is the thing that I want to do. We haven't necessarily considered how it's going to fit, how realistic it is, what other changes we are going to need to make, priorities that are going to have to change. And therefore, we soon find out that it's just too much. We're just adding another thing on top of all of the other things we've got going on on with our lives. And then, of course, we can't keep it going. You know, we can use that initial enthusiasm and that initial kind of burst of energy for a little while at least, but it often doesn't last. So am I truly willing to change? Such an important question and one that you really do have to be very, very honest about. Number four, what will happen if I don't change? And again, I think this is really important because we often look at it in terms of maybe numbers, for example. So I want to lose seven pounds or I want to drop a dress size or I want to feel fitter. And what we don't necessarily consider is the kind of deeper, the deeper reasons that we're doing these things. So like I mentioned earlier on with my client, we started to talk about the deeper reasons that this stuff was important to her. Now, when we tune into that, we can then start to say to ourselves, well, what will the upshot be if I don't change? What will that upshot be? Are we going to feel rubbish about ourselves? Are we going to lack in energy? Are we going to end up so you know, worn out from working too much and never looking after ourselves that we just burn out and, you know, we end up having to leave our job or whatever that might be. Might feel extreme, but that is the kind of thing that can happen. We can really, really burn ourselves out. So what is the negative? What is the upshot if we do not and cannot commit to that change? So that's number four. And then finally, and this is the practical bit, number five, what changes am I going to commit to? So could I be planning my meals better each week? Could I be blocking out time in the diary to work out rather than hoping that the time will pop up at some point during the day? Could I be delegating or getting rid of other tasks which are maybe less important or are taking up a lot of my time? Could I be realising that the world is not going to fall apart if I'm not constantly being productive? And that last one, by the way, is very much one that I work on quite a lot, knowing that it's okay. It's okay to stop sometimes and to do stuff for yourself. So number five, question number five, this is the one where you need to get a bit more specific about the actual specific actions that you will need to make to make that change. So what do you think? Can failure become a positive? Can we learn from that failure to create a more positive outcome next time? And is this a change in mindset that you think would be really, really helpful to you? I'd absolutely love to hear what you think as always. In the meantime, thank you again so, so much for joining me. It has once again been a real true pleasure and I'm looking forward to next time already. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration. <laughs>